Hi, and welcome to Section Hiking the Appalachian Trail. I'm your host, John Eskelson, and I'm grateful you're taking the time to listen to this podcast today. You know, when I started this podcast a year ago, um, I never thought I'd be doing it in my basement um, continuously like I am now. I didn't have any idea where it would go or what it would be, but here we are. Um, I'm in between seasons and it's taking me a lot longer to get uh, the Shenandoah portions of the trail uh, recorded but nonetheless we're getting it done and I'm really happy to have you with me. Um, for those of you who want to see pictures from these adventures please check me out at uh, on Instagram at section hiking DAT that's section underscore hiking underscore the underscore AT and on Twitter um, at my handle at Eskelson John. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to share, please feel free. Uh, please feel free to share your thoughts with me. I really would appreciate it. This episode is the fourth I'm doing on my recent hikes along the Appalachian Trail through the Shenandoah National Park. As I've mentioned earlier, Shenandoah is considered one of the more pretty portions of the park. Uh, sorry, one of the prettier portions of the trail. And on, and as I've noted, it differs greatly depending upon the time of year that you go. So the observations I may say are not necessarily as apt, as, you know, if you're in the early spring or if you're coming in the summer where it's hotter and more humid and definitely buggier than it was in the fall. Hopefully we might be doing, I've been saying that we're going to be doing nine episodes of this, but I might compress a couple um, for reasons I'll get to when I get to them. But uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. On the last episode, we talked about the hike from Matthew Arms Campground to Thorn Gap, up Mary's Rock, and finishing at Bird's Nest number three. In today's podcast, we'll review the hike I took on day four, where I hiked from Bird's Nest number three to Big Meadows Campground. Gotta say that the day was really beautiful again, as it was for nearly the entire week. <clears throat> So I mentioned in the last episode that the goal was to get up early and to race to Sky Lodge for breakfast. That's seven miles in less than three hours. Hopefully I'd get there by 9 a.m. if I left at 6. I felt pretty good about that. It was a challenge. <clears throat> but I'll tell you right now that that didn't exactly happen the way I planned it anyway. One of the challenges I've had is that I've gone to bed really early every night on this hike. And so it got dark shortly after 7 p.m. And after hiking about 14 miles that day, I knew I was ready to bed down. I was pretty tired. Plus, while I've met several folks on the trail who were fun to talk with and get to know a little bit, uh, few of them were few of them were interested in staying up late talking either. Uh, that's to say that while I had planned to get up and leaving at 6 a.m., I really woke up at 1 a.m. And I thought, well, what if I started hiking now? Um, because I couldn't get back to sleep initially. But then I thought, I'm just going to read for a while until I'm able to get back to sleep. And then I slept through my alarm and woke up about 6.45 a.m. just as the sun was coming up, which I'm going to tell you right now was beautiful. Fortunately, I was mostly packed already and was able to finish packing quickly and to get on the trail slowly, at, <clears throat> sorry, shortly after 7 a.m. 
this was a slight concern to me as I needed to get the Skyland, um, <coughs> excuse me, dining hall by 10.30, which is when breakfast closes. I'd originally tried to get there by 9. So I was moving quickly, body felt pretty good, and uh, it, I warmed up, my body warmed up quickly. And also the day was warming up rather quickly. Leaving's bird, leaving Bird Nest 3 at mile marker 941.2, I traveled about uh, eight tenths of a mile to Pinnacle Peak, and the colors in the morning sky were stunning to observe. Uh, once I hit mile marker 939.7, I came to a trail marker that said Thornton Gap was four point miles north, um, and Pinnacle uh, picnic grounds was only a half mile further along. Uh, just beyond the marker, about a mile, uh, about mile marker 939.5, I came to the Jewel Hollow Overlook. Again, another beautiful view. Just beyond that, there's a tricky little, tricky little part of the trail, which I thought would take me to the picnic, the picnic grounds. I spent a few minutes thinking that the trail went around the backside of the parking lot. Uh, but you have to actually go up and over the parking lot to get to the Appalachian Trail. At least, perhaps there's another way, but that's the way I discovered uh, you had to go. So at mile marker 939, I saw a sign for Pinnacle Peaks Picnic Area. Say that three times fast. And noted that even though there wasn't any camping permitted here, there are actually trees and branch with branches that would work for hanging a bear bag. Um, for those of you who may not recall, one of my beefs about Shenandoah is that they have this pamphlet that they give you that tells you that you need to hang your food at night. But when you go and try to do so, there are very few trees that have branches that they show in the, in the pamphlet uh, for which you are supposed to hang your, hang your food. Anyway, I digress. Um, I also noted that uh, the area was wide open, lots of areas to rest, um, a full-on bathroom in an area to help with first aid or problems and the like, uh, at least during the summer season. It was closed in October. Um, and up above, there's a year-round frost-free pump uh, for water, which is nice. But I was on a mission, and it was super early, and there was no way I was stopping here. Plus, I had filled up on my water at the bird's nest, number three. Anyway, you go up along the side of the picnic area and around it through the back of the trees. I noticed that there was a really nice campsite just south of the area. At about mile marker three, sorry, at mile marker 937.5, there's a trail marker that says uh, 2.5 miles to Skyland and 7 miles to Thornton Gap. The next big viewing area is Stony Man Overlook at mile marker 936.8. In the parking lot at the Spur Trail at 936.4. Between these mile markers and these locations, there's some decent looking dispersed camping all along the trail. I found further that mile marker 935.3, there's the trail to Stony, Stony Man Summit, which is the highest point on the Appalachian Trail in Shenandoah National Park. On top, I, I hiked up, and on top, there were two guys who had been doing a week on the trail, they know that if I hurried, I'd still make breakfast at Skyland Lodge. This place better be magnificent. At this place, I hoped uh, I would in fact make it. And 
again, I hope that the food is good. Now, what happens is that the trail has been under construction near Skyland Ranch. And while many of the maps going uh, show going to the dining facility is not a requirement, the detour takes you right past it. Kind of begs you to get in there and have a nice warm meal. So at 10.20 a.m., with 10 minutes to spare before they close for breakfast, I made it and make it in. Now, I don't know why I was nervous about whether they would let me eat there or not. I mean, I was not the first backpacker to come through there. And it was very clear because they had no problems. They did not mind my smell or my gear or anything else. Um, and it was a perfectly pleasant place. I ordered bacon, buttermilk pancakes, and orange juice. And uh, nothing about my appearance or smell or anything else dissuaded anyone from uh, seating me. I was obviously not the first backpacker to come through and I won't be the last. Now the food wasn't bad. Uh, I ate too much, but it wasn't like the best thing I've ever had for breakfast. Probably should have gone for something a little bit smaller and maybe an omelet with more protein. Uh, but then I decided to rest for a bit outside afterwards. The restaurant is kind of a lodge-looking place. Definitely had that aesthetic going. Uh, because it was during the pandemic, we were socially distanced. But I could still hear the family across the room who were arguing loudly with one another about the dad who was obsessed with his phone. Uh, and after taking a breather and getting enough rest in the late morning sun, I was able to pick up the trail um, down by the stables, um, although I did have a little trouble finding them initially, uh, which was at mile marker 934.7. Uh, the trail is pretty flat and you can move fast at this time of year, however. There's a lot of leaves covering the rocky ground, which makes the ground a touch slick in places. Along the way, I passed three springs and streams. And at mile marker 933.8, uh, there were two springs with available water. There are several other places with dispersed camping a lot uh, around uh, where look, sorry. There are several places where dispersed camping looks doable uh, along this part of the route. At mile marker 932.1, you'll find a stream just past the turn off to the side of the trail uh, for the Crescent Rock Overlook. Now at this point, you're 10.3 miles in and you're at mile marker 930.6, and uh, which is which takes you on a side trail to Hawksbill Mountain. There's a sign there that said no camping above 3,600 feet. It also tells me that I've uh, got a good 2.5 miles away from Skyland, and I'm only I'm just under five miles from Big Meadows. Just past that, there's a side trail that goes down into the valley, where it's possible to stay in the Rock Spring Hut. You can see that from the AT, uh, from, from the trail, at least in the fall you can. It looks like one of those newly refurbished uh, huts that have been uh, updated. Um, I'd also note that on the south side of Hawksville Mountain, there is what appears to be a large distributed camping site. It's somewhere along this stretch when I was heading downhill a touch along the ridge where I rolled my ankle. Now, I don't want to make too much of it because nothing really happened and I was able to continue the hike. But there was a moment when I had to stop and rest, having the sensation of thinking like, do I need to stop? I figured I could ho hobble myself up to Skyline Drive, 
call a cab or call my wife or someone else and have them take me off the trail. But as I tested my ankle and I moved it around, I found that it really didn't hurt. I was worried though that it would just swell up uh, and become more like a balloon than an ankle. But I could tell that something was going on, but I figured I could work on it. So I made the decision to keep heading towards Big Meadows. I've rolled my ankles before fairly often in my life, and this wasn't a new experience. Although in the future, I'm going to bring um, ankle supports and wear those. So I plunged on. At mile marker 930, I came across a field that you can camp in just before the trail marker for Rock String Springs Hut. Spring and Cabin are just off the trail. The parking for Spitler Knoll parking is just after that along the trail as well. One mile from Big Meadows Campground at 13 and a half miles for the day, you get to Fisher's Gap parking. And just before I finally arrived at the campground, I came across a really nice spring at mile marker 927.4 called David's Spring. So when you're heading southbound on the trail, you uh, end up having to walk through much of Big Meadows Campground to get to the front where you can check in. It's a large place with lots of RVs and people who are trying to stay there at least in the leaf peeper season, which is the time I was there. Uh, for those who wish to stay at Big Mountain, sorry, Big Meadows Lodge, there are some short side trails uh, where you can find both a tap room and internet service. Campsites are 20 bucks a night. And I noticed that there were a few reserved near the Appalachian Trail um, in the back of the campground. I'd imagine, however, that in the heavier seasons uh, for section hikers and through hikers, you may want to have reservations made ahead of time. Unlike Matthew's Arms, there's a number of amenities at Big Meadows within the campground. Aside from the fact that there's a full-on hotel and restaurant on slash near the premises, which I frankly know nothing of except that people who are on the trail seemed uh, really excited to eat there or to sleep there, there seemed to be five rings uh, of campsites loops A through E. And more important, um, there's a wayside nearby that has groceries so you can refill your stores with, and more important, and more, most importantly to me, there was a place to shower. The showers are 225 for five minutes. It's all in quarters, um, but I really thought it was worth it. In fact, I spent $5.50 uh, for 10 minutes and it was glorious. There is a small shop next to the showers and the laundry room that sells some very limited goods like firewood, ice, and the like. I thought about getting a small ice bucket and a bag of ice for the ankle. However, the ankle seemed to be doing fine at that point, so I chose not to. After the shower, I decided to repack everything and figure out what I needed and what I didn't. After four days, I started to realize that not everything that I thought I needed was really necessary. Specifically, I threw away a pair of crappy flip-flops that didn't work anyway very well, as well as uh, tried to consolidate and sort out my food. I had brought too much food and now was trying to streamline it all and figure out how to better organize it. Uh, not only did I need to reorganize my food, but the rest of my gear as well. As I did so, there was a lady who was strumming a guitar two campsites down uh, who eventually came over and asked, us if I, and asked me if I was a thru-hiker. I told her I wasn't, 
but that was section hiking the Appalachian Trail, and that this trip was focused on completing the Shenandoah National Park. She asked if I wanted to come over and have some food with her and her husband, and I agreed and we had a lovely time. They live in Tacoma Park, Maryland. Uh, they gave me some fresh salad and strawberries, which were very much appreciated. And they're really great people who love bluegrass music and told me about some really fun bands like uh, Wicked Sycamore, an all-female bluegrass band, and Chinky on Pin Hill, who did uh, a song that was apparently really beautiful from Johnny Cash's lyrics when he passed away uh, for the Forever at Words project. Um, they also recommended Rashad Eaglestein's cello pieces. And, you know, we had generally a great conversation around the fire. And I was able to stay up later and have some good conversations that I had previously on the trip. So I, but after we were done, I did go back and I went to bed. And, you know, I'd been cleaned up, showered, fed, and had some great camaraderie for the day. It was probably one of the best evenings I had out there on the trail. And it was way better than the breakfast at Skyland Ranch in the dining hall. So one went well on this segment of the trail. I think there's a couple things. One, I got to reorganize my pack and redistribute weight. I was able to avoid serious injury with my ankle and was able to keep going. I got to take a shower and not stink anymore. And I got to have a great night of conversation with some new friends. All in all, it was a great day. What didn't go so well? Well, for one, I had to deal with my stupid weak ankle. I have a compression sock, as I mentioned, and got stabilizing this ankle, but I didn't think I needed it hiking. Maybe I do need it. Anyway, I'll bring them on the, on the trail in the future. The trail through the portion of Shenandoah is also really rocky. Frankly, you know, Pennsylvania, or Rocksylvania as it's known, is not as bad as certain parts of Shenandoah. Finally, I'd forgotten to bring wet wipes with me on the trip, and so I had to buy some. And at this point, I just stank, and it was gross. Um, it was nice to be able to get clean and then start keeping clean by using the wet wipes every day. So with that, I think I'll close this episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of Section Hiking the Appalachian Trail. And thanks for taking time to learn more about the trail and about the uh, experiences that myself and my friends are having along it. If you'd like, please subscribe to hear more about these adventures um, as we section hike the trail. There's going to be more section hiking to come in 2021. Uh, so please give us a review and give us a rating. We welcome your feedback. Finally, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at SectionHikingTheAT or follow me at Twitter at EskelsonJohn. Until next time, happy trails.